is that? That's Adam. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell you, my buddy Adam is staying over for a couple of days, and he might chime in, um, which means you get twice the Britishness. Great. Does he also he's... roll cigarettes? Yes, but he sat further away, you see, and <laughs> oh, okay, I've preempted cool. it. I've preempted it because <laughs> I've rolled. I've pre-rolled. Get the hell oh, out of here! What's the occasion? God. You're trying to impress Ooh. your buddy. You won't be getting any of this. <laughs> You'll just get me lighting up and blowing smoke into the mic. Sharp <laughs> <laughs> <Shut> you! Oh, <laughs> uh, you think I've got childish humour? That's nothing compared to Adam. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. I'm also a bit of a dick. Yeah, he's also a bit of a dick. So well, he's British, I assumed. Well, yeah. Goes without saying, really. <laughs> I, I take sarcasm to a whole new level. What you drinking, Ryan? Uh, this is a counterweight sticky threads IPA. I see. They're from Connecticut. That sounds, that sounds like a lot of words for a beer. <laughs> a beer. I bought myself a double chocolate milk stout from the, well, the hills of Philadelphia. I don't know about you, but I'm going to get Adam to make a cup of tea. Are you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Smart move, Shane. Yeah. I ain't fucking the, stupid. The hills what? of Philadelphia? <laughs> Yeah, I it's uh, you, <laughs> from Lancaster, mm. Lancaster Brewing. You mean and... that? What? It's different Lancaster in, than in the States than there is in the UK. No, it is pronounced Lancaster. Lancaster. Are you having side oh. conversations over there? Because that's not no, going to work, bro. <laughs> no, it's out of being a dick, basically. Oh. Okay, that's better. All right, great. Well, since we're off to a roaring start, why is this so... Am I loud? You seem fine to me. I sound loud in my own ears. What the fuck's going on? Maybe my headphones are turned up. Oh, there we go. I can hear my own voice roaring back at me. <laughs> I'm like, you do, this you guy's do have fucking a, annoying. You have a powerful voice. <laughs> Hey, it's better than your fucking farts. Like a flaccid dill pickle. Oh my god, over the weekend, I think, I don't know if you saw the status Val made, but I could not stop farting the whole weekend. That's one long fart. I'm confused as to what's different. So Okay, like, I, I saw your shitty comment, Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, but well, I, you were making, you were putting up claims like, oh, my farts don't smell anymore. You were don't. literally saying your shit doesn't stink. <laughs> they don't. When I'm on keto, I do not fart. But if I my body goes off keto and I just inhale the worst shit out of a 12-hour road trip, it's not going to smell the best. And every time I just, I pooted a little, she's like freaking oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> He like wakes me up. Like, Stop farting! I'm like, oh, okay. I'll just turn it off. <laughs> she knows what she signed up for. I don't believe her. Weren't you guys in the car too? Didn't you drive there? Yeah, but see, like, you can fart in the seat. 
and it doesn't really resonate. So I was just unloading. It's my car. So I was just unloading into the driver's seat. But, you know, when you're sharing a room together, you, that's just, it's a hot box at that point, you know? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and you're, then you're walking out of the bathroom just to fart in the bedroom. And let's let's not pretend that Val doesn't fart. I know that she comes across as almost innocent, but she could put <laughs> dudes to shame. She probably lets out a little queef. Maybe. I don't know about I've never heard a queef that loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start this because uh, this is a, this is a disaster already. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome to All You Need Is Blood. UHM Horror Podcast with your host, uh, Shane and <laughs> And the pants are off. I knew it. I couldn't take it. I'm wearing gym shorts that I bought. You buy gym shorts? I thought you just they, like appeared in your room one day and kept them for like 30 years. <laughs> well, I've had the same that, gym that's shorts. That's how I've been doing them. <laughs> I've had the same gym shorts since I've worked at UPS, and they're all stained. There's like oil and dirt, and that like will never come off. So I felt like it was time to upgrade. Wow. That's so I'm a glad big move. I, I'm glad I could share that with you people. Excellent. That's like when you buy new underwear. Like, I just, it's, it's like a... A transition period of your life. I don't really buy underwear. I just get a, a ton of underwear for Christmas. Like my mom still buys me underwear, and I'm cool with it. <laughs> well, that's a good Christmas gift. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Underwear and socks. My grandfather always gave out socks for Christmas, and he's like, "Well, you're not going to use them." I'm like, "I am absolutely going to use them." Oh hell yeah. Uh oh. Sorry, Shadow. She'll tie herself out. She won't be meowing the whole time. Yeah, I had to kick my animals out of the room. Oh my god, guys. I go, so I'm in the bathroom before the podcast, taking care of some business. Of okay? course. Having a shit. Jerking off. Yep. Well, listen, I don't want to specify, but it's more the brown variety. Let's talk about it. So anyway, the uh, I hear Odie chasing one of the cats up the stairs, and Ivan comes tearing around the corner and runs into the bathroom, because I've got a little cat gate in front of the bathroom so the dog can't chase him in there. So he goes in there, and he's hissing, and he's like, you know, a foot from my feet. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he walks around, he's all pissed off. He walks over to my pile of laundry and fucking squats down and just pisses <laughs> right in front of me. I'm like, what are you doing? I come out, I'm like, oh my god, I can't get up and chase him, because I got a duty hanging. <laughs> so right now I'm doing laundry. <laughs> Long story short, I'm doing laundry. Yeah, right. Motherfucker. Anyway, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. Uh, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, or at uh, All You Need Is Blood Pod at gmail.com, the Facebook group All You Need Is Blood, Instagram account All You Need Is Blood Podcast, 
And if you're listening to us, that's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in All You Need Is Blood, subscribe, rate, and enjoy. Exactly. <laughs> the cherry on the cake. Oh, oh man. All right. Uh, oh, before I forget this, because I'm definitely going to if I don't do it right now. Um, our uh, friend of the podcast, Sean Mullaney just out of the blue randomly sends me a message on Facebook and he's like, Hey, I was doing, I was bored today. So I started dicking around with the, the image for your, uh, for your podcast. And he like updated like the, the little, you know, image that we put on all the episodes and yeah. stuff. And it, it looks like a hundred times better than anything I could have come up with. And I'm like, what the fuck dude, that's awesome. And he's like, Oh yeah. I, you know, I didn't have like any of the original stuff or anything to play with. So I couldn't like get rid of some of the, you know, the lines and stuff that are stuck in the background. And I'm like, oh, here. And I just sent him all of this stuff that I have. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll make something for you. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? That's amazing. So Sean's going to be playing with some of that. And even if um, he doesn't get it out, this episode, I'm going to put the one that he sent me because it looks great. Awesome. That's our new uh, new thing. That's our new, new logo. Uh, new logo. <coughs> the fuck it is. Thumbnail. Yeah, the new thumbnail. Thank you, Shane. The 1400 by 1400 image I need to upload. I hope Sean doesn't think he's getting like royalties from this, you know? Oh, he will get all the profits. <laughs> all the podcast <laughs> profits go to us, obviously. By the, by the way, Sean, you owe me $60. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, big. So he's, uh, he's awesome, man. He's a great guy. Yeah. Hey, he's a good dude. So what's been going on with you guys since we last recorded? Anything interesting? Shane, I'll start with you. Uh, oh, um, not much, actually. Uh, out with a couple of buddies over the week. Um, awesome Blu-rays. No. I thought you were on a Blu-ray dry spell. I was, but then I went shopping on Saturday, and I happened to pick up uh, Midsummer um, mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. Got the extended cut. And picked up Doctor Sleep, which I hadn't seen. So I haven't seen that either yet. It's good. Mm. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I also on Saturday found the best Italian pizza I've ever tasted. I will never eat takeout again or takeout pizza. Yeah, let's 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 tone it back a little bit. Uh, sh- I'm sorry. Shut your face. I'm a, no, I'm a pizza snob, Shane. I'm real sorry. Yeah, but no, this pizza was made by proper Italian. Um, it was Italian, a, Italian-run company in the in the heart of Norwich, and it was properly authentic Italian food, and it was amazing. Neapolitan style. Uh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I and they had a really good menu. It was cheap because they do deals for. Um, like lunchtime deals and evening deals and stuff like that. So you can get like a small pizza or a large pizza for a certain price. And you get like glasses of wine or Prosecco or whatever you want. Um, and the menu is pretty extensive and it's really good. I, I, had, mean, I had a Genoa pizza, which was mushrooms, prosciutto ham, mozzarella, and like fresh tomatoes. It was Oh, God. Amazing. Sounds good. I'm getting a pizza puff right after this. <laughs> oh, man, Mike, you are fully reverted, huh? Oh, okay. So, like, 
you know, I passed my test last Wednesday. Hey. Yay. I was supposed to get a 70%. I got a 93. And then everyone yelled at me for worrying about it. So I decided to celebrate. Sue me, you know? I ate everything in Philadelphia. Did you get everything? <laughs> Did you get shit? No, like, I bought a whole bunch of beer there, but I was driving most of the time. Oh. And Val, I, she's not going to listen to this, but I, like, Val drove, like, a couple of times. And, like, let's just say I, I had to take over because she was <laughs> a little distracted by oh, Philadelphia. Man. I was going to say, you were driving in Philly? Yeah. Philly kind of sucks to drive in. I gotta say, I, 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 I probably will fly next time instead of drive. Phil- Pennsylvania is one of the most beautiful states I have ever driven through. That mm, place yep. is fucking gorgeous. That like we were on like a mountain trail, uh, going to the drive-in, and it was just insane. It was insanely beautiful. And then you get to downtown, and I'm like, what happened? But um. <laughs> So yeah, I drink I drink a whole shitload of beer, but I didn't really get like annihilated. So, but I, I had a Philly cheesesteak, like a proper one, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Did you go to one of the famous ones, or was I, it like a? Actually, Sean Ryan, who's dark god on the uh, UHM forums, yep. <laughs> I, I made a post before <clears throat> before we went, and I was like, "Who knows the best cheesesteak places to go in Philadelphia?" And I had a couple people say like. <laughs> Gaston's and we'll say John's. I, it's probably not the same one. But like Sean he comes in and he's like, "Don't go to Gaston's or John's." <laughs> he's, well, it's got to be it's got to be Pat and Gino's. Those are the two big places. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was Pat and Gino's, and he's like, "Don't go there." <laughs> and then <laughs> he's like, "Go to Jim's," and I went to Jim's, and it was phenomenal. Nice, so good. So if I don't know if he listens to this podcast or not, but if he is. Thank you for the, the recommendation. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been eating everything. Good for you, Mike. And drinking. And I'm, I'm drinking again tomorrow. I'm having a Smash Brothers night. I'm drinking oh, the rest of my baby. beer. It's going to be a good time. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to push, take it easy tomorrow, even though I got the day off. <laughs> hey, I do too, so. I got to uh, I got to get up early on Thursday and start watching Friday the Thirteenth films because I've told myself I'm gonna do as much of that fucking box set as I can get through in one day. <laughs> I didn't order my discs yet. I keep forgetting. Oh, you're you're boned, buddy. I know. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my plan for Thursday. Is I'm going to get up early and start watching Friday the Thirteenth movies and just see how long I can go. Could be worse days or worse ways to spend your day, you know. But you yeah, are we'll going to see, see I, the fifth part. Yeah, right. When I get to five and when I get to eight, eight's <laughs> going to kill me. So I was just glancing through them, looking for information on like the last time we did those episodes and stuff. And I looked at it. Eight is the longest one by a really? significant amount. And I'm like, oh, that's the most boring. Like, God damn it. They're on that boat forever. They are. Oh, so that's what I get to look forward to. But anyway, fellas, this is probably our Halloween episode, because obviously I'm not going to uh, record another one before we put it up. (laughs) So I'm going to try to get this one edited and put up. We'll see what happens. I've been doing pretty good this month. So November, after the election, this will be up for sure. Well, this is our election special. (laughs) 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 Halloween special in one go. (laughs) 
Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that would have been smart. We could have planned something like, a, uh, I don't know, uh, other than President's Day. I don't know of any other like, oh, maybe a werewolf goes to Washington. That's another horror movie. <laughs> the Purge. <laughs> the Purge. Yeah. There you go. And we That's could smart. have like sound bites. It's like congratulations too, Joe yeah. Biden. <laughs> oh, <fucking laughs> I, don't, I don't really have many sound bites. <laughs> I couldn't there believe. There we go. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't believe Donald Trump won the election. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was even crazier when <laughs> didn't even show up. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell was that? <laughs> Did it say Wendigo? Yes. <laughs> I added a new soundbite. <laughs> That's because I, you guys probably didn't listen to the last episode, but we were talking about that Wendigo movie, and every time someone said Wendigo, I played that under <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm going to go back and uh, listen to that. <laughs> it's sort of a stupid inside joke. That's from the uh, the X-Men video game, the arcade game. Oh, wow. And, like, when the, when the enemy shows up, he's like, Wendigo! <laughs> <laughs> and I got real drunk once with my friends, and we played it for till uh, the early hours of the night. We played it through, like, two or three times. That's so neat. I don't even know why. It was in, on uh, Xbox Live. I think they had got it on there. In uh, Florida, there's this uh, video game arcade called uh, a Player One. And it's, like, near Orlando. And my... All four of us, when we went, we all got annihilated, and we played through Turtles in Time completely. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like, one of the best memories I've ever had. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I've had nights like that. Oh, man. I love Turtles in Time. All right. Well, um, I don't know. Uh what else is going on? Uh, we don't really have... I don't have any news because I really didn't look anything up. Ginger Snaps is becoming a TV show. Woo! Ugh. I like News Someone had to. <laughs> is uh, Catherine Isabel in it? Actually, do you know who is in it? And I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> this is how organized our podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought you would talk about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I... Literally, I had very little prep on this one. I was like, "All right, let's just throw it together." I had uh, a couple prep, as as expected. Great, Shane. Uh, yeah. Sid Gentle Films and yeah. Copper <laughs> Copper Heart Entertainment, which is producers of the Ginger Snap movies, are teaming up for the series. The site adds the project is ex- is um, executive produced by John Fawcett, co creator and director of the original film. Okay. Uh, Okay, somebody's playing something in the background. No, my fucking PC decided to try and shut down. Uh oh. You gotta install those updates earlier in the day, Shane. Yeah, right. Already done. Damn it. Uh, what did I see? I did see a piece of news. They announced uh, somebody was cast in as Moon Knight for uh, the Marvel series, and I fucking love Moon Knight. That's oh, like I forgot who it was. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oh, that's yeah. That's who it was. So, um, that's pretty fucking awesome. I think they need to, like, expand out some actors here. You got Jared Leto playing Morbius, or Mobius, and the Joker. Oscar Ugh. Isaac already played uh, What's-His-Nuts, and now he's doing this. Um, he was... 
Uh, he was in X Men. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> at one. Uh, <laughs> was he? Was he Apocalypse? Yes, he was. Okay. It was the name of the movie. I don't know why. It... <laughs> <laughs> I well, I could I knew he was one of the bad guys, but I'm like, what bad guys were in the X Men once? And Oscar Isaac uh... is so good. He's such a good actor. Yeah, Jared Leto, I could do without. Mm. <laughs> Don't know. Oh, what is this? Cobra Kai, the video game. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I'm not gonna play that. Alright, so I don't really have any other news to go through. Um, you didn't uh, even play the, the soundbite. I don't. I have no news. We had news. <laughs> you didn't even play the soundbite. That's just fucking shocking. Alright, well that ends our news segment. News. <laughs> I, should, right. I should get it in reverse. And then <laughs> That'd be terrifying. So the idea of this episode was to just sort of go through... Uh, the films we watched this month and um, pull out any first time watches, I think anything uh, that we had not covered or maybe just touched on earlier in the month and wanted to go back to. So uh, who wants to go first? Nobody. <laughs> Great. All right. I'll go first. All right. I'm going to start it off. Um, <clears throat> one of the ones I love this month, uh, I watched uh, 2018's Mandy. And that's, uh, Mike had talked about it, uh, I don't know, a few episodes ago. Uh, directed by Panos Cosmatos, another great directing name. Uh, he made the uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which Mike had talked about. Stars uh, Andrea Riceborough as Mandy. She was also in Birdman and the Grudge remake that came out this year. Ew. I think. Yeah, it did. I went to go oh. see it. And that actually got released? Yeah, it's, Val and I saw it in the theater before uh, Corona broke out. <laughs> Killed okay. everybody. So, like, I saw it, it said 2020, and I'm like, did that come out? I looked at it, I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> okay. Uh, also has uh, Linus Roach, who is in The Chronicles of Riddick, and um, Law and Order uh, as a uh, recurring guy in ADA in that series. And Richard Brake, who's in, like, every modern horror movie now, specifically the Rob Zombie ones. Um, and... Bill Duke, one of my childhood favorites, fucking awesome 80s actor who is in, like, all the great 80s action movies, including Predator. And uh, I love him. I love seeing him in anything, so that's a treat. And, of course, Nicolas Cage, star of the film. So uh, this one doesn't have a whole lot of plot to it. Uh, Nicolas Cage and his wife Mandy live in the woods. He's a lumberjack. Uh, and... They basically sit around and watch Don Dohler films, which is weird because they also enjoy them. And I, I think there's a little continuity error there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, Mandy is kidnapped by a demon biker gang and delivered to a group of Jesus freaks wanting to force her into their cult. And after laughing at the cult leader's small penis, uh, she's murdered in front of Nicolas Cage and he vows to get revenge. He then goes on and, uh, and gets it and acquires his weapons and makes one heads out to take down the biker gang and the religious cult uh, while stopping to do crazy amounts of drugs and alcohol along the way. Um, the movie is absolutely beautiful. It's a gorgeous <clears throat> film. There's a lot of psychedelic moments in it. A lot of like artistic flair put into the film. It's like really visual. Um, that's why the plot, like it sort of doesn't really matter too much. It's more about like the, um, the segments he's going through. The action is fucking awesome when he's fighting the biker gang and 
the gore is great, the blood, the chainsaw fights. Like I, I I'm sure you mentioned a bunch of the stuff when you when you talked about it briefly, Mike. But I really nineties for me. What's that? Sounds sounds like not in the nineties for me. Oh my god, Shane! I love this one. This one was absolutely a great watch. And Nicolas Cage, as I was watching this, I was sort of like thinking in my head of like a Nicolas Cage scale. Like he starts off. He's not even, like, 20% Nicolas Cage. He's only just, like, a, a calm, normal human. And then, like, after Manny gets killed, he hits <laughs> instantly 100% Nicolas Cage, and he's fully out of his mind. And I'm like, there's very few movies that go 100% Cage, and he maintains that Nicolas Cage level throughout the entire rest of the movie. Hmm. So he's, he's just absolutely fantastic in it, and I fully endorse going to watch Mandy picking it up. Um Super, super great. Uh, anything you wanted to add to that, Mike? I don't know if you mentioned it, but the soundtrack's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Soundtrack's great, too. But other than that, yeah, when I was thinking the same thing, I'm like, this is really toned back for Nicolas Cage. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, cries in a corner. <laughs> and it's, like, an unnecessarily, like, one-take shot. And he's just going nuts. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, reaches in, pulls out a bottle of liquor, and <laughs> yep. just starts gunning it Isn't down. he in his underwear? Uh, yes, Tidy okay. Whitey's too. <laughs> yes, I believe I have Tidy Whitey's here in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this, Shane? I haven't, but like I say, it sounds like a regular night out for me in the 1990s, so I might just end up having flashbacks while I'm watching it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, think you, I think you would actually like this. Or <laughs> well, as Adam just pointed out, PTSD. But yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I might have to give it a watch. I've heard lots of interesting things about it. And, you know, obviously I've heard the soundtrack's amazing. And I think you're the first two people to describe the Nicolas Cage in this level of the whole. Oh, yeah. So I might have to give it a watch just for shits and giggles. The other thing I thought that was really cool they put in it were these little, like, almost animated dream sequences. Like, there's he blacks out in different times in the movie, and he has this, like dream sequence where I guess it's supposed to be his wife is in like hell and but she's a cartoon she's all animated and has like green eyes and supposedly the director loved the uh the movie heavy metal back in what is that the early 80s or yeah, I think it was 84 late 70s yeah whatever that came out so it's it's sort of reminiscent of that but it's like animated in the middle of this you know live action <laughs> movie um so I like stuff like that it's pretty cool just tossed in and uh, he, I, there was also other little references and tweaks to other other movies and stuff that they bring up throughout it. You know, obviously there's stuff from, like, Evil Dead and um, you know, just having, like, chainsaw fights and stuff like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or uh, Motel Hell or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's good, though. Real good. And, oh, man, the gore is fantastic. Good practical effects. That's a good one. What do you got, Mike? Um, I will start with Cadaver from uh 2020 so this is a norwegian movie so if you don't like reading subtitles this is not going to be for you uh it was written and directed by gerund herdell or Erdell, and i'm gonna butcher the fuck out of the people who stars in this movie so it stars jeet wit thomas gulestad and thorbjorn har Ooh, Thorbjorn. Yeah. I know, that's a pop, man, fucking sick-ass name. Um, so, in the near future... Uh, when, uh, what was it? Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. Yeah, right? That's so, a good point, 
So in the near future, nuclear war breaks out everywhere. People are starving, and a family of three does their best to protect their daughter in this rundown apartment building. There's people like dead in the streets from starvation. They're like running back home with tin cans with the food. Um, people try to break in to steal food, and they just kind of sit there, like cuddling each other, hoping they don't break in. Uh, one day, a cart comes by with lights, and this man walks out, kind of like a hear ye, hear ye type thing. And he's saying how a, a show is taking place at a hotel up the hill. And the price is free, but it also comes with a free meal. So obviously, a ton of people show up. It's like the only lit place <laughs> in the whole like region. Everything's like dark and gray, but this hotel has lights on and everything. Don't ask me how. Um so when the people get to the hotel for the show, they're greeted by a man who created it. He hands out masks to all the tables of people and said that the guests need to keep the masks on at all times. The actors will not have masks on, and the guests should follow the actors and storylines that they find interesting all over the hotel. So, like, right off the bat, uh, two actors come to the front, front of all these tables, and they get into an argument. And one person walks to the left, the other person walks to the right. And everyone splits up, and they go after the person that they find interesting. Um, the family's daughter ends up wandering away, and the parents notice something peculiar about the hotel while looking for her. So, uh, this, like I said, this is on Netflix, so if you wanted to watch this, um, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. So, if you fast forward and you still hear me speaking, that's probably still a spoiler. <laughs> so hey, that's good advice for the podcast in general if you hear mike just start fast forwarding <laughs> <laughs> so um it turns out that um the people running this theater show is actually harvesting the the people from outside and the meal that they ate upon entry is actually other people so uh while it is encouraged to go and look for the actors that you find interesting. They're also getting kidnapped and taking all of their belongings and then eaten. Um, one of the scene highlights for me is the mom gets into a scuffle, one of the actors, later on in the movie. And one of the butchers comes out of a wall because there's secret passages all over the hotel. So while she's she's she still has her mask, so while she's fighting one of the actors, she quickly puts the the mask on the actor and the butcher comes out it didn't see that she switched or she put the mask on the guy and he just breaks his neck and just drags the the actor out of the room which is kind of neat it was kind of a cool little concept um it's 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 a good concept for a movie is great acting like the when the daughter disappears the mom you could tell she's in a lot of pain she's wondering where her daughter is it's the whole movie's about finding the daughter and where the daughter went and the husband's with her too um but uh, the ending felt a little underwhelming. And the entire time I was expecting a twist that didn't really come. There are also like actors pretending to be guests, and like <laughs> they make it super super obvious who's lying about it because they do like the Simpsons thing where they like do a close up of the guy and he's like shifting his eyes like mysteriously. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well that's not. So it, it wasn't a bad movie, but I just thought I'd bring it up because it was a. A brand new watch. It just came out this year, and I kept seeing the picture for it on Netflix. So, but it's it's not a bad movie. So I would I would kind of suggest it. It was called was it Cadaver? Yeah, just called Cadaver. All right, cool. 
Yeah, I'm always looking for something on Netflix because I feel like Netflix has been barren lately. Oh, it's terrible. Just, no, I mean, movie-wise, nothing, like, interesting at all. I mean, other than the Netflix shows and maybe a, a couple other series, uh, I've been, like, just avoiding Netflix for uh, for finding anything interesting to watch. Yeah, it's, it's for horror, it's like, for horror, it's just, like, prime for, like, older stuff. And, yeah. like, you know, Shudder, but Netflix, it used to have such a great selection of horror movies, and now it's just shit. Like, that and Hulu is just garbage. Yeah, try having a UK Netflix. It's fucking shocking. <laughs> Even worse. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you, you guys, you'll have I don't know, say, probably say pur- purge films like all of them. Yeah, you, you, you guys have them all. We'll have like the first purge and the election year, but it'll completely forget about the other two. Yeah, they used yeah. to do that over here, too. I, I remember that. I used to uh, complain about it all the time. They have, like, the first one and the fourth one, but they don't have two or three. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Just like the other week, I was, I, for some reason, I don't ask me why, but I was, I was in the mood for watching the Species movies, and I decided to <laughs> watch the first one. I know, when, I know when I get in the mood to watch the Species movies. Yeah, Natasha Natasha Henstridge, we all know. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, yeah. Tactical knuckle shuffle. That's the one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I watched the first two movies and I wanted to watch the third one because I couldn't remember if I'd seen it. And Netflix UK had the first, second and fourth, but not the third. There's a fourth. Yes. Don't even watch it. Don't bother. Seriously. It's fucking bad. Really fucking bad. I ended up skipping um, 35 minutes into the film just to see if it got any better. Just stopped at the nips. Um, there weren't even nips. Oh, no. What? It was a fucking travesty. And it was so bad. It was like one of those made-for-TV movies where all the gore is cut out and it's only implied. See, I watched the first Species movie as a new watch this month, and I was pretty let down by it. I can't imagine there being, like, three more of those fucking things. <laughs> I mean, all you gotta understand about the first Species movie, Mike, is that, like, when that came out, I was, like, 12 years old, I think. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my god. This lady's, like, almost <laughs> naked. That's the only thing I remember. It's, <laughs> like, seriously, when that came out, like, I heard from, like, I guess people around the playground or whatever... And they were saying, like, oh, man, this this lady, she's so cute. She's so hot. You know, she gets, like, naked. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. But I never watched it. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Who was in that first one? Was it a Baldwin? Uh, no, it's Michael uh, Madsen. Oh, Michael Madsen. That's who it was. That's great. And uh, what's his face? <laughs> uh, Sir, uh, he played Gandhi. Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Ben Kingsley. It's like it's like Ben that, really. Kingsley was in Species. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's the head scientist, Jesus. dude. It has a good cast in it. Who's the dude with the eye? The uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest. Forrest Whitaker. The dude with the eye. Why <laughs> <laughs> eye? Oh, I was watching something. They were like, "I'm sick of looking at Forrest Whitaker's eye. They got to get him out of these movies." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, cool. So how about you, Shane? Did you watch anything new this month, or you just stick with stick with your classics? Well, I had my classics, but I did actually catch a couple of films that were new to me. Um, obviously, I'll talk about Doctor Sleep a bit later, 
But the first one that I watched was Eli, which was on Netflix. That was the only mm-hmm. the only thing I actually watched off Netflix that was vaguely interesting. Basically, it's about a kid um, who gets taken into a facility <clears throat> by Lily Taylor. Um, I think it's hang on, is it Lily? Ta- yeah, Lily Taylor, who has been in lots of. Film. She was in a vampire film with Christopher Walken a few years ago called The Addiction. Um, she was also in The Haunting, um, yeah, the film The Haunting with Catherine Zeta Jones. Um, and there was, she's been in quite a lot. Oh, that was a good one. Wow. Oh, no. That sounded like a ghost. <laughs> that was my ass. <laughs> the ghost just escaped out of your asshole. Yeah, that one would be the first one. Fucking hell. Ooh. Your poor oh, buddy, dude. Yeah, right. This guy's sitting there. He may be dead now. We don't know. <laughs> it's like, no, Alan was just staring at his phone, but that felt... <laughs> um, <laughs> just for the record. Uh, yeah, so basically this, kid's gets, this kid gets taken into this facility by his parents, and he's got this autoimmune, uh, autoimmune disease, which basically means he's allergic to absolutely fucking everything. And he has to wear this suit, this hazmat suit, just so he can survive. And he gets taken to this facility where they do all these tests on him and stuff like that. And his parents are convinced, or his father, he's all for the tests. His mother is convinced something bad is going to happen. And all while this is going on, Eli, while he's going through this treatment, meets a young girl who's basically outside the facility because he can't leave the premises. So she's basically telling him that he can do various things when he shouldn't be doing it. And he goes ahead, does all these things, and she's there to encourage him. And basically what he discovers is that he he is um, one in the long line of test subjects where they're doing these levels of experimental procedures on all these kids. And he's discovered... Spoiler alert, all these kids have previously died. So, you know, this kid's like 10 years old. He starts to freak out. He's like, what the fuck? You know, tries to tell his parents and his parents don't believe him. And then the head nurse, Lily Tyler, and her two cohorts are basically trying to convince the parents that he's absolutely fine. You know, yes, the treatment will get worse, but he it will get worse as he gets better. And, you know... He'll be okay. He'll, you know, he will be the first to able to be go outside and actually breathe oxygen properly and be able to do things, go out in the rain, have a bath, because basically his mother tells him that he's absolutely allergic to everything. And the film progresses um, from there. Actually actually gets a lot better as the story goes on because i mean it's a bit slow it's a slow burner but as the movie progresses it gets better storytelling wise and then you get more of the character interactions and then there's like a twist that i didn't see coming um towards the end of the movie which i thought was really well done and yeah i didn't mind it i thought it was okay Hmm, I'm surprised this actually has a decent rating on uh, on IMDb. Yeah, it's only at, what, 5.7. That's good for horror, yeah. though. Yeah, right. Well, it, 
saying that, I think Mandy was like, might have been under a six as well. And I fucking loved that movie. So, yeah, you can't really trust IMDb with the ratings. But yeah, that is, that's pretty good for a horror movie on there. Yeah. So, but I really enjoyed it. Like, um, like I say, I saw it on Netflix. Um, I didn't know what to make of it. I think I, it's really funny because when you go onto Netflix and you watch films, you start watching a film and it starts like five minutes in. And I'm like, did I start watching this before? <laughs> it turns out oh, you- <laughs> I had, and I turned it off uh, for some reason. And I was like, oh, okay. I started watching this ages ago, so I'll, I'll finish it off. But, um, yeah. I thought you were going to say that you, you left the, the cursor on it and then went to, like, take a shit or cook dinner somewhere and it starts auto-playing it because I've, I've had that happen before. Like, oh, I think I've first time I've done that. When I've come through halfway through cooking dinner, I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't start click play on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Eli is a good movie. I I really appreciated the twist because it came out of left field, and it was something like Shane said that I was not expecting. But the movie is fucking slow. I usually it, like um, slow movies, but it was it dragged. But it's also it's got the the red haired kid from um, Stranger Things, isn't it? Yep. And um, that was quite cool. Well, because the film it came out last year, didn't it? So it would have been right around about the time when Stranger Things was happening. Did it come out last year? Yeah, 20 oh, yeah. Wow. Old. Yeah. Cool. Let's check that one out. Alright, fellas, my next one that I watched, uh, a little bit different. This is uh, The Color Out of Space 2019, directed by Richard Stanley, who I love. He made Hardware and Dust Devil, and the unseen version of The Island of Dr. Moreau uh, that I mentioned in that uh, documentary that is amazing. Um, hang on one second. All right, just clear my throat. Um, <laughs> stars, uh, <laughs> you made me want to cl- uh, clear mine too. I don't know oh if that's God. contagious or not. <laughs> I, I think it's this, this beer's a little bit too, uh, too thick and it's just sticking in there. Um, okay. <laughs> stars Jolie Richardson, uh, who is in Event Horizon, Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong, what? and of course, Nicolas Cage. And in this movie, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I gotta try to do this. Uh, Cage runs an alpaca farm um, for growing alpaca fiber. It's not wool, okay? Elisa made me specifically write fiber. Um, also, alpaca milk and possibly meat, as he alluded to eating them, and he called them the animal of the future <laughs> to his family. And in the funniest scene of the movie, uh, there's a. Um, What's the guy's a, a hydrologist and he's doing like a survey for a dam and he's over at Nick Cage's farm and Nick Cage is milking the alpaca and uh, <laughs> all right, hang on, I'm going to try to do this. This is going to be tough. <laughs> he goes, you know, uh, milking an alpaca is a little bit different than milking a cow because you don't get as much. So you have to be real gentle with the uh, boobs. I lost my shit when he said that. I'm like, what the boobs? <laughs> and as he said it, he's, he's, he's milking the alpaca's teats and he squeezes it and he gets like a, it sounds like a big rush of milk into the pot. And his son goes, nice one, dad. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> well, actually, as Nick Cage um, 
impersonations go, I'd give that a three. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was pretty spot on. Yeah, it was just like there was just like it was Ryan doing an impersonation. And then <laughs> oh man, I love it. Ashes. I love it. Nick Cage coming in. Listen, I am full Nick Cage now. That's it. I I I love Nick Cage. Count me as a huge Nick Cage fan. <laughs> so anyway, in the film, um, um, a meteor comes out of space, lands on the farm, along with a strange glow that sort of washes over the farm, and and like the family starts losing their shit. His wife and his kids, they're like out of their minds. Animals start mutating. You start seeing all these weird new organisms are growing. Yeah, all the food that he's growing on the farm is coming out terrible, and Nick Cage just slowly starts turning the Nick Cage dial up. Click, 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 and he starts getting crazier and crazier as the movie goes on, and um, there's some awesome special effects in the movie. I don't want to spoil a whole lot of stuff, but like if you watch the trailer, you see some of this. Like, there's... There's a couple scenes where, like, the animals start mutating and, like, they merge together. So there's, like, this big alpaca mass that's, like, six alpacas all merged together. It looks exactly like something out of the thing. Like, you're like, it's all, like, completely practical effects. It looks amazing. Blood and gore. Shotguns. You know, all kinds of, like, awesome limbs being severed and human mutations and stuff. It starts just getting completely crazy. And, um... I mean, if you like Richard Stanley, like, I love, you know, his first two movies, Hardware and Dust Devil, so having him come back, like, so much further, you know, than the last time he put out an actual movie, it was great to see him come back and make this awesome, like, beautiful movie. Um, like, comparing it to Mandy, it is, it's artistic in a different way, in that the shots look really good, but this is a much more straightforward plot. Like, it's... It's not as psychedelic. It's not LSD. It's just like, here's an awesome thing, and here's some awesome shots. And um, like I said, great practical effects. Um, if you know the story, it's an H.P. Lovecraft story from you know way back, and they had been wanting to make this movie for probably like 20 or 30 years, and they eventually got it made, and it is awesome. Um, this is probably the... It's hard to say whether I like this or Mandy better because I like them for different reasons, but they're both amazing. And I will say he doesn't get to full 100% Nick Cage like wow. he does in Mandy, but he hits 95. <laughs> it's that extra 5%. <laughs> I heard that. Um, didn't Elijah Wood produce this? Yes, he was involved in production. He wasn't in the movie as far as I could notice. I he, didn't see him in the background or anything. He always... Yeah, he always does these, uh, like, he produces these horror movies now that are getting, like, really good reviews. And I think Nicholas Cage said on a talk show that Elijah Wood is actually the one who called him up and, like, convinced him to do it. Mm. So I think Elijah Wood's also a big Nick Cage fan. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> who is it? Not, I mean, I am absolutely, I'm fully converted now. Like, I used to be like, oh, I like Nick Cage, but now, I'm, no, I am fully on board. <laughs> I absolutely want 100% Nick Cage movies from now on. I want them in everything. <laughs> I want him back in playing Superman, goddammit. Whoa. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that took me by surprise. <laughs> Did you catch your breath on that one? I feel like. <laughs> Take a minute. I had some lung bar on that one. My back feels a lot better. There you go. Let's off the pressure. 
Uh, have you guys, either of you guys, seen the color out of space? No, I've been meaning to check it out though. You made it sound really awesome, so I'll probably watch I, it soon. It, and you know what's crazy too? This is going to sound real weird. Tommy Chong is really good. Like I know that sounds insane, but I, obviously he plays like a hippie that lives in the woods because <laughs> duh. Yeah. Um, but completely sells it and and does a great job with it. And everybody's really good in the movie itself. But I um. The the woman who plays Nick Cage's wife, uh, Jolie Richardson, she's also awesome in it too. She was the girl that was in Event Horizon, um, so she's sort of used used to some of these crazy, you know, horror movie th- things, I guess. And uh, there's just some awful stuff that happens to people in this movie, and you're like, oh god, no, that's terrible. Um, yeah, really good though. I uh, I recommend checking that one out. Cool. So, you got anything you want to talk about, Adam? Um. Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just chime in when I find when I hear some irrelevant. Oh, all right. What do you got, Mike? Anything else you watched? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I watched a new movie for me called Day of the Animals. Oh my God, Mike! <laughs> okay, before you start this, before you start this, oh my God! I can't believe you just said that. I, now I'm, I, I've never done this. I'm going to have to have my mom listen to this episode because I got into an argument with my mother about this movie today. <laughs> Why? This is fucking amazing. Oh, my God. All right, just go ahead. All right, now <laughs> I feel like all the pressure's on me. I can't believe this happened. So, it was... <laughs> How often do you get into an argument with your mom <laughs> okay. about a 1974 movie? 1977, Day of the End. Oh, damn it. Oh. Um... I watched this on Prime, so if anyone likes what they hear, go watch it on Prime. Uh, it was directed by William Girdler, who also directed Grizzly, Abbey, and Asylum of Satan. It was written by William and Eleanor Norton, and the story is by Edward L. Montoro, who produced Anthropophagus, Pieces, and Grizzly, among a, a ton of other movies. So, um, the stars Christopher George, Leslie Nielsen, and Linda Day George. So I am going to get into spoilers in this because this movie is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, you have to spoil it. <laughs> so the plot is Christopher George leads a hike through a forest with all these different kinds of people. These people come from all walks of life, and obviously none of them should be going on a hike through nature. Um, th- there's an, an annoying little kid and his mother, an Indian guy that Leslie Nielsen keeps calling racist slurs. Um, an ex-football star with cancer, a school teacher, and a couple that absolutely hates each other and only went on the hike to get like closer to each other. So during the hike, it's revealed that the atmosphere to the earth is dwindled, causing most animals in the high-altitude areas to go nuts. They never really go into specifics why. They were just like, yeah, the sun's rays are like, getting to them. I'm like, I'm down for this. Wasn't it something with global warming? Yeah, like the ozone just depleted. Oh, the ozone, that's right, right, right. So these animals, they they attack and they try to kill people. And the town right below the forest has been cleared out by the government, but the hiking team is still up there. No one told them to get out. So they don't have much food or water, and their supplies that they had stashed there before the trip have been eaten by animals. There starts to be inner turmoil within the group as they start not trusting each other. Excuse me. So, um, yeah. So th- throughout the rest of the movie, it's really about these this hiking like team trying to get down off this mountain, and everybody starts um, not trusting each other. And the the leader of the hike, Christopher George, starts getting into it with Leslie Nielsen because Leslie Nielsen's like, "You're not 
um, taking us the correct way. And Leslie Nielsen is just a dick in this movie. I have never seen him act like a total asshole, but here he is. Um, so one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Le- Leslie Nielsen goes just absolutely nuts. And it's kind of implied that the sun's like the ozone problem that's affecting the animals is also <laughs> affecting him. So at one point he splits off from the main group from Christopher George. And he's like, come on. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll lead you to uh, th- this tower or radio for help. We'll go. He's like, these guys can, you know, fuck off. So he takes the mother and the kid and uh, a woman from the group, and he goes and takes them away. It starts to rain. Leslie Nielsen's got, like, a stick with him. It looks like he's, like, in pure survival mode. Doesn't have a shirt on. And (laughs) for some reason, he just wants to rape this girl. Like, he told her, he's like, (laughs) I don't know why they thought this would come out good for, uh, for Leslie Nielsen, but he's like, I want, he's like, I need food. There's something else I need too. And he keeps like looking at this girl and she's like, what the shit? So he begins to like try to rape her. And the thing that saves the girl is a bear <laughs> that comes out of nowhere. And he starts to try to fight the bear in the rain and the bear kills him. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And yeah, so the woman is saved. But, uh, yeah, the whole the whole movie is just about these people trying to get down off the mountain. These animals are going nuts in, like, hilarious ways. There's a scene where the sheriff of the town is, <laughs> here's, like, a disturbance coming from his kitchen. And there's all these rats there. And, the <laughs> like, the rats have obviously gone insane as well. So they keep flying at his face, like, biting him. And they keep, like, flying and attacking him and everything. And he gets, he's all bloody and everything. And he gets to the police station. And they're like, oh, my God, what happened to you? He's like, fucking rats. And I was just laughing my ass off. So it's like, it's a super fun movie. And you can tell everyone's given an abnormally good performance, despite the goofy premise. Like, Leslie Nielsen is convincing as an asshole in this. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> but the only problem I have with it is the little kid is annoying as fuck. This little boy... Like, these animals are already pissed off. They've got, like, the sun's rays beating down on them. They're trying to kill everything. And he's, like, throwing rocks at them and shit. And even the the Indian guide that they have, he's like, hey, can you, like, tone it down a little bit? You know? But, yeah, this is a (laughs) super, super fun movie. I'm glad that I watched it because it's a blast. That is is amazing, Mike. So, today, (laughs) my, my mom was talking. She read something. It was, like, the top ten... Uh, a TV movies or something or other, and she goes, um, "Oh, I can't believe so and so was in a horror movie. I forgot who she even said." Uh, and I'm like, "Oh, every great actor's in a horror movie." And she goes, "That's not true." <laughs> and I'm like, it, a- "It absolutely is, Mom." And she goes, "No." And I'm like, "Go ahead and think of one. I'll tell you what movie they were in." So she's like, "Um, Leslie Nielsen." Get out and of I here! Go, <laughs> I go, "Aha." Day of the Animals, 1970. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen tears off his shirt and wrestles a bear to death. <laughs> and she goes. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so I'm like, here we go. That's Bring up amazing. Google. <laughs> this is Mike hours ago I did this. That's hilarious. I can't believe you brought this up. That's <laughs> so good. Um, I'm going to have to play this for her. She's going to love it. <laughs> did you play the scene for her at least? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here's the part where he rapes the girl. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was 
Like he's the whole time he's calling like the Indian like these slurs, and he keeps calling. He keeps calling. Oh, he's calling like Tonto. Yeah, and, um... he keeps calling uh, Christopher George like. Uh, uh, he keeps calling him something. It's like a baseball oh, term, been... slugger so or something. Long. It's been so long since I watched this movie. For some reason, I was obsessed with this movie. Like. Oh, I don't know. It must have been like 2008, <laughs> somewhere around there. I don't know why. Like, I would gotten it on DVD randomly. I just picked it up, and I was like, okay, whatever. It's a killer animals. Sure, why not? And I told my brother about it, and then he start, got obsessed with it. And he's like, I can't believe there's a movie where Res- Leslie Nielsen wrestles a bear <laughs> topless. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I love that it's a real bear, too. Yeah. I read uh, an IMDb trivia. It was a cinnamon bear, which I've never heard of before. But I'm assuming it's oh, like at least. I, I think I think they use those mostly for making cereal commercials. They they must be easy to like get along with. <laughs> cinnamon bear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get enough of that golden crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, have you ever had golden crisp? No. <laughs> can't say i have that was the bear from this movie actually that's right he was the bear oh isn't it gold <laughs> wait isn't it golden crisp what did i say isn't it you said cinnamon crisp didn't you I, well you said a cinnamon bear yeah I don't know, man. it was definitely golden crisp yeah it was golden crisp that bear is badass He's always climbing mountains too. If you remember those commercials, I haven't, I haven't seen that cereal in stores in a long time. I haven't seen that in forever in stores. Yeah, I just remember they had the different kind of bag. They had like that silver bag inside. It wasn't like the typical plastic. It was like more like paper. Really? Yeah. Same thing with Honey Smacks. Smacks, I don't like those either. They're, They're okay. the same as Golden Crisp, right? Basically, this is a different mascot. Yeah, but that was a frog. Fuck that frog. Yeah, I don't... Oh, God. Shane, have you ever <laughs> seen Day of the Animals? No, I haven't. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you gotta watch it. It's hilarious. It's, like, not a bad movie either. Like, I legit didn't know how it was gonna go a lot of the times. What did you hear about it before you watched it? Like, did you know how crazy it got? No. I think I remember, like, you saying something about it, but that's all I remember. Nice. Oh, man. How about you, Shane? You got another one that you watched? I have one more. Um, Yeah, I'm actually going to talk about Dr. Sleep. Um, Oh, okay. I hadn't seen it. Um, Everyone was going on about it, and they were saying how, how... how it was really good and it was a brilliant sequel to the shining and i kind of avoided it because i thought because i hadn't read the book and i thought well, do you know what fuck it you know it was cheap so i bought it on saturday um I paid 99 for the blu-ray so so i was i thought yeah fuck it why not treat myself and um i was pleasantly surprised how quickly the film went because it's a two and a half hour movie and it didn't feel like it was two and a half hours. Um, but basically it's, um, it's the sequel to the shining and basically it follows Danny Torrance. Um, 
now an adult and basically he's after the events of the shining um it kind of shows what happened after the the events of that film you know like in brief flashbacks but it's basically danny torrance is an alcoholic he's a womanizer he's a drug abuser and he's drifting from state to state trying to like avoid life and all that kind of shit and basically he starts communicating uh using the shining with this young girl um that sounds a bit ominous but um basically it's uh she's uh what's her fucking fate her name is abra abra stone and she starts having these visions and in these visions she keeps seeing kids getting mutilated and killed and all the surrounded by all these people and she keeps seeing this woman in these visions who is played by rebecca ferguson um and she goes by the name of rose and she leads a group of people called um or she yeah she leads a group called the true knot no connection to slipknot whatsoever just for the record adam (laughs) um (laughs) although there are nine of them so you know who knows but uh basically it's it's, just enough drummers for slipknot yeah exactly um so basically this woman um realizes how powerful this kid abra is because she's using the powers of the shining what they call the shining um and her and danny torrance start communicating and he ends up protecting her from this group of the knot and um basically it ends up in kind of like a fairly brutal battle of wills and it's i thought it was really cool where they're traveling around and they're trying to escape this group of people and the character rose played by rebecca ferguson is fucking evil in places i thought she was fucking inherently evil but really well done and she keeps trying to play these games of cat and mouse by getting into abra's head and then vice versa but she doesn't realize how powerful abra actually is so she plays the reverse trick and gets inside Rose's head and really fucks her up in one scene. It's really fucking cool. But um, they go back to the Overlook Hotel, um, which I thought was awesome. And it's got nice little little touches where it goes back to the Overlook and it's like kind of exactly how it was but 30 years previous. Because I think the film itself is set in 2011, which I guess was when the book was set. Um, so it's like going back to the Overlook Hotel, and they've obviously they've got different people playing the Jack Nicholson character and like the character of his mother. But it's like they look alike, and they do kind of look alike, which is really cool. And um, you know, it's like obviously I'm not going to give away any spoilers. But the ending was really cool, I thought. When some someone said to me that they thought it was a really good film until it got to the end, and they didn't like it, but I was I I felt differently about that. I actually thought the end of the film was really good. Um, How do you feel it like compared to the original Shining movie? Oh well, it's Stanley Kubrick, and he was fucked up on acid at the time, so this is seriously more tangible than what Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining was. 
because bearing in mind that Stanley Kubrick's interpretation of The Shining had absolutely nothing to do with the fucking book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it was good, though. Yes, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. I was pleasantly surprised by it. And again, even the film itself is two hours and 32 minutes long. It didn't seem that long. It genuinely didn't seem that long. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, but it was, mind you saying that, it was the same with Midsummer. You know, I sat there and watched the three-hour version Saturday or Sunday night. and it didn't, Really? I haven't seen that. Yeah, it didn't seem like three hours. Is the you bought the Blu-ray of Midsummer, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it like is it the A twenty four one where it's like super big? Yeah, it's the A twenty four one. Yeah. Where did you find that? I got it in HMV. Oh wow! Because it it's sold out on their website. What do you mean super big, Mike? Like it's uh, taller than your normal Blu-ray. Like it's enormous, <laughs> and people were yeah, I would. I... I would hate that. It won't fit in my shelf. Exactly. No. People were complaining about it. No, it's um, it's the A24 one. It's just a normal Blu-ray case. Blu-ray um, case. Yeah, the A24's got one on their website. It's like the extended like special edition, and it's like long. And people on the A24 subreddit were all bitching about it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I'll have to check the um, Dr. Sleep out. Uh, I, I, I've heard mostly positive things about it and even on like uh people that don't watch like horror movies seem to enjoy it as well so i think it uh might be something i should probably look into it's maybe i'll do like a double directed double by the shining. Uh, it's directed by mike flanagan who also did haunting a hill house and absentia and ouija 2 and all these amazing horror movies so uh, sure yeah i mean i don't know who he gets shane was saying the casting was really good like i don't know who he gets for casting but He's spot on with this shit. I mean, he's got Ewan McGregor playing um, Danny Torrance in this. Yeah. And he's surprisingly good. Once you saying that, Ewan McGregor, I think he's actually quite an underrated actor because he's a good actor. Oh, he's great. He's super underrated. And I have to say, I was really impressed with his turn as Danny. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it's well worth well worth a watch. It's good. It's good watch, but I have to say, Rebecca Ferguson was fucking awesome. She was hmm. really, really good. She's evil, and you can tell she she's just she just does everything with intent. So it's really cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring up another one that I watched, fellas. Uh. Go ahead. Completely different from the others. Uh, this one, 2006, it's titled The Wicker Man. <laughs> and it's directed by Neil LaBute, who also made Wait, are you Nurse serious? Betty. <laughs> it's a Nick Cage episode. Oh my god. You no, I'm <laughs> I did I did watch this, and it technically was a first-time watch. I never watched the whole thing. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'm not going to do the whole oh, thing. It, okay. it, it, yeah. No, no. It's I just wanted <laughs> to bring it up. It sucked. Um, but uh, but g- great Nick Cage-ness, but everything else is garbage. And it had the lady from American Horror Story. I forget her name, but she was in it, too. Which one? Um, oh, in the first season, she played the uh, the maid, the old maid. Oh, Frances Conroy. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, but that the movie's garbage. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it's equally it's equally as bad as the original Wicker Man and piss everyone off. But I don't give a shit. I didn't like that movie. Wicker Man, but then you two are just fucking heathens. Yeah, I don't. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I love Christopher Lee, but that movie sucks. Yeah. It's, that's not for me, man. Uh, at least in this one, I could laugh at the Nick Cage-ness and just how bad it was. Like, I think that entertaining aspect of, like, oh, this is so bad, it's good, it sort of drives you through the rest of the movie. Um, but no. No, not good. Uh, I Although I did I did want to mention, I think I mentioned this on an earlier episode this month, um, uh, Unmasked Part 25, a.k.a. The Hand of Death. <laughs> what? No, this is, I'm serious. This is a real one. This one is not a joke. <laughs> I'd rather you talk about Wicker Man. <laughs> I'll save that. Well, maybe we'll do a Nick Cage episode and I'll save it. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, um, to avoid that one. <laughs> so anyway, Unmasked Part 25, a.k.a. The Hand of Death, was directed by Anders Palm, who also made Deadline and Murder Blues. Both of them are serial killer movies. It stars Gregory Cox in the lead. Um... He was in a bunch of British TV shows that I would list, but I don't know what any of them are. Shane might know some of them, but, I mean, they don't mean anything to me. Um, and also has Fiona Evan as the uh, love interest, who was basically only in this film. Um, it came out the same year as Friday the 13th Part 7, and this is a spoof of the Friday the 13th movies. I feel like it's necessary to tell you when it came out to sort of get the context of what's going on in the movie. Because in this, uh, the, the main character is a serial killer named Jackson, not Jason, and he wears a hockey mask and slaughters promiscuous youth oh in the UK. Um, but so he meets a girl that happens to be blind and can't see his hideously deformed face, and he falls in love and, and wonders if he should give up all the killing. And the killing started when he moved to the US with his mom, I'm sorry, mum. And went to summer camp when everyone thought that he had drowned and his mother is killed by the counselors. So then he goes on a killing spree until some unsavory Hollywood types begin making movie after movie about him. And he eventually goes back to the UK to live with his dad. So it's sort of saying, yes, this is Jason, but we're not allowed to say Jason. So his name is Jackson. Um, so anyway, the woman falls in love with him. There's all kinds of weird sex scenes and they're doing like, like... Um, sadomasochism and stuff it gets like really weird and awkward in the most British sort of way it's really funny and it has like that like, like a lot of tongue-in-cheek type of humor and it's absolutely hysterical I laughed the whole time watching this thing um, there's like various scenes where he's being confused with a Hollywood star because he's walking around town wearing a hockey mask and they're like oh you're the guy from those movies oh god um, and they're goofing around in a Halloween shop and like the girl like tries to buy a mask to make him feel better because he's really self conscious, and he's like he's got this like sweet misdemeanor, you know, I'm sorry, sweet demeanor when he's like, you know, trying to relate to her and everything, and and he just he, he's not like dumb or or anything. It, he like speaks like a normal person, and he goes through Shakespearean soliloquies and has like all these performances. It's so fucking weird, but it's really funny, and the gore is. Excellent. Wow. And I can't even. They don't. It doesn't fit together, but it does. It's such a weird combination in this movie. Um, and, and I'll say that like I, I enjoyed this way more than I probably should have, and I would much rather have had this movie instead of Jason Eight. I would rather have seen <laughs> this as part of the Friday the Thirteenth series. 
Um, the I'm not sure where you could find this online. I I got the Blu-ray from um, uh, Vinegar Syndrome. I think it's their Blu-ray, and it's really weird and really goofy. And if you like a spoof type movie and British humor, then go for this one. It's it's out there, but it's it's a fun little piece that I think um, people should check out because it's kind of goofy. Sweet. So yeah, that's my actual one. Although you should also watch uh, Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah, of course. No shit. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this one, Shane? Unmasked Part Twenty Five, aka The Hand of Death. No. Uh huh. Yeah, it's weird. So in the movie, The Hand of Death is what they title the Friday the Thirteenth films. Yeah. So at, at one point, he's like walking through the downtown area, and he's all upset because he, you know, they think he's this monster. And I don't know if it's supposed to be in London or wherever. I forget if they ever say it, but he's like, it's this huge, like, metropolis area, and he's walking through, and there's a big movie theater, and it says, uh, coming soon, Hand of Death Part 24. And he goes, no! (laughs) So, yeah, it's a weird one. That was kind of like my reaction when I heard about the remake of The Crow happening for the first time. No! Which time? Didn't they remake it every sequel? Yeah, the first time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anybody got any other movies they want to bring up? I can uh, like do a one or two sentence review yeah. on uh, the other ones I watched. Because I've, I've went through, I think I'm on 120. After tonight, I'll be 128 movies for the month. Oh, my God. I know, I'm a loser. Are you leading, Mike? I think you know? I am. But Big Fat Ogre, he's catching up, bro. And I'm getting scared. Jesus. So I got to, like, he came out of nowhere. Like, he's a, a sleeper. So, a sleeper? He won last year, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he wasn't. He initially started off this year, and he's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch as many as last year. And now he's, like, up to 108 or something. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> he's coming. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I got to. Increase my movie watching. It's back to five a day. Yeah, so, I'm rounding forty, <laughs> which is really good for me. Yeah, that's that's fine. I last year I think I did like sixty or something. I think I'm less than thirty. Or no, actually, I think I'm about twenty four. Possibly. Actually, no, I don't know because there were a couple of days where I, where I watched multiple movies. So I guess I'm in thirties. Yeah, I'm well, a... Shane, if you kept track of it somewhere, you could let us know. Well, yeah, well, hold on. Then. <laughs> so Just call them out in the middle of an episode in my travels i've uh, seen a lot of good movies and a lot of bad movies and i try to um make a priority the movies i have not seen before so on on uh day 110 of my 365 days of movie of uh, horror yes number 182 i watched a haunted house which is on netflix and i was like hey i like the scary movie movies i'll watch this and it was a Wayne's Brother, like, paranormal activity spoof movie. Terrible. Fucking awful. Stay away from that as, as long as you can, because that movie sucks. And they made a sequel to it. Like, fuck off. So I also watched, uh, on my uh, Asian horror day, I watched a um, recommendation from Val called Tsukima Ona, which is on Prime. It was made in 2014. It's a solid uh, ghost movie where this woman sees spirits in the cracks of uh like furniture so like in between the wall and the like dresser they'll see someone staring at them so the whole time there's like all they're like taping up 
red tape along all these little cracks in the wall. It's actually pretty good. Oh, Ooh, good lord. Um, I also watched Tetsuo 2 Body Hammer, which, as I said before, is like an expanded upon like remake type thing of Tetsuo. Uh, I watched <laughs> Primal Rage and Body Melt, which I have already talked about. I'm not talking no, about them again. Um, I did... Uh, what did I do? What day was this? I don't know. But I watched uh, The Golem from 1920. 19- oh, I did silent movies. The Golem, oh. 1920. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from 1920. The Hands of Orlock from 1924. The Cat and the Canary from 1927. Hunchback in Notre Dame, 20 from 23. And Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from 1920 as well. It's like there's two different movies that came out that same year. All those oh, movies are great. Um... They they were all fantastic. Uh, I I love silent movies. I they I th- I think they're kind of underrated nowadays because people don't really give them a chance. But uh, those people worked their ass off, <laughs> so that, like eighty or a hundred years ago. So um, a lot of them are on Prime or YouTube. It's like just try to give them a chance. Um, I watched The Baby's Room, which is a two thousand six movie. Um, about a uh, a dad who sees a ghost in his <laughs> in his baby's uh, uh, cam. What do they call him? A uh... cam? Yeah, like those uh, baby monitor. He like hears oh, a ghost oh, oh, okay. and then he sees it on like the video camera. It's actually really good. Uh, I watched The Haunting from 1963. I've never seen it before. I watched that as well. I I was surprised at how boring I thought it was. Yeah, I was expecting it to be a lot more like creepy. But I just knew the guy from the from uh, the zombie is in it. I'm like, hey, it's it's that guy. <laughs> but I didn't know that haunting or the haunting of Hill House was a re- like basically a remake of that, which I found pretty cool. Um, right, the original story was titled The Haunting of Hill House, and when they made the movie, it had come out after the House on Haunted Hill, and they decided to rename the movie because they were they thought they'd get confused with the Vincent Price movie. Oh God. Yeah, it's confusing. The House on Haunted Hill is not based on the story, The Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> it, it was still a decent movie. Um, I thought the lead girl in it was really annoying. But other than that, it was it was pretty solid. Um, I also watched Wounds, which is from 2019. It's on Hulu. It stars Army Hammer and that chick from... Um, that woman from... What's those sex movies that are popular that all... They're on books. They're based on books. Based on books, sex movies. Based on books. Oh, Playboy. No, Penthouse. No. Penthouse, yes. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. Those, uh, the, uh, she likes bondage, and she likes to like suck that dude's dick who's rich. He's like, want to see my playroom? Oh, Fifty Sheds of Grey. Yeah, there's a woman in, in there, an army hammer. That was the best description of any movie I've ever heard. It's that one where the girl wants to suck the guy's dick because he's rich. So that movie sucks. It was came out in 2019. It's terrible. It has like zero ending. Nothing's explained. Whatever. I also watched Enemy from 2013, which is, uh, I don't know how to say his name. Denis Villanueva. Oh, Villanueva. Yeah, okay. He. It was like before he got like super budgets and everything it was an awesome movie with uh uh what the hell is his name the guy from donnie darko penthouse <laughs> yes jake gyllenhaal yeah jake gyllenhaal 
Yeah, he's he's great. He uh, it's about a guy who finds his doppelganger in a movie, and he goes to confront him. It's badass. It's a good thriller. I also watched Climax, which I talked about in the last episode, and The House That Jack Built, which is a uh, movie from the director of Antichrist and uh, those other movies. Which two beers, man, is knocking me on my ass right now, so I can't think. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Uh, I watched Bride of the Gorilla from Hell It Came. Uh, Planet of the Vampires, all these awesome. From hell, it was was from hell. It came the one where it's a giant tree. Yeah, it's stupid. Okay, it's really <laughs> bad. <laughs> it's like this, these natives one. are on an island and they're like, like praying to this horrible looking tree. It was made in 1957, so it's like you kind of give them some leeway. But like, even for 57, it's really shitty. Uh, Planet of the Vampires. I watched. I did a Hammer Day, which I watched Phantom Ship. The Mystery of the Mary Celeste, which came out in... They, Hammer made four movies in the 30s, which I did not know. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's one of them hit, stars Bela Lugosi in Phantom Ship. It's actually really good. Watch The Abominable Snowman, The Mummy. Uh, day mm-hmm. 120, I watched Boar and Day of the Animals. Watched 13 Ghosts and some anime called Memories. Have you seen that, Ryan? Which which 13 Ghosts? Uh, the 2001. Oh, okay. Did you ever see Memories? Uh, no, that doesn't sound familiar. It's an anime on Prime, and it's like an anthology. It was made in 1995, and it's actually really good. Is it horror? Yeah, the first segment is horror, so I added it. <laughs> and then... Holy cow. Day 126, I watched Cadaver. So, And I already explained that. Those are all the new movies I've watched so far this month. I've watched 40 right. movies this month. There we go. There you go, Shane. See? <laughs> Oh, not as po- not as powerful. Yeah. Actually, I've got something I want to tell you guys. Um, earlier the earlier this evening, um, a friend of mine was doing a live stream. He was being interviewed by a company called Ream Media, um, and basically, I popped on, said hello because I always give my buddy Jeff Jeff support, and he basically gave the podcast a really glowing review. Whoa! And, cool. Nice. Um, basically, he asked what because he couldn't remember the name of the podcast. He said it's got something to do with blood. Um, yeah, that's about sums it yeah, up. Said oh, yeah. all you need is blood, and um, apparently, this uh, Ream Media has quite a bit of heft, so they've got quite a bit of leeway, and um, they do a lot of uh, working with other people, but. Um, I'll I'll await the endorsements to start pouring in. Yeah, yeah. I got like four new followers on the Instagram page, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I've got lots of. Um... I think that has more to do with you tagging hashtag Alaskan Pipeline <laughs> on <laughs> your recent posts. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, that reminds me. I don't know if you saw, but Patrick Shaw. He commented on our uh, the Facebook post that you made, Ryan, after you're done editing the last episode. And he goes, "Is there?" He goes, "Is there further discussion on Alaskan hot pockets in this episode?" <laughs> and I go, "Yes, actually, that's the big draw to our podcast." And he goes, "That's one thing that places it above other horror podcasts." And I go, "We tackle the topics no one else will." That's right. That that was hilarious. Oh my god. Uh, I'm going to have to explain that to Adam in a bit, which is going to be funny. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sure he'll enjoy it. Um, I also I forgot three movies to mention real quick. Shit. Okay. Raises, watch. Shoves it back out. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I watched hashtag alive, which is really good. Just fucking hilarious. Watch hashtag alive, which came out this year, and I think it's way mm-hmm. better than Peninsula for some reason. Someone was comparing the. Peninsula and hashtag alive on the forum. Oh, on the forum, yeah, I saw that. Um, I watched Vampires vs. the Bronx, which is on Netflix. Oh, sucked. Yeah, that I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought like the vampire walks into some convenience store, and these kids who like are really good in the movie. There's these like three uh, teenagers, and he's like, "Yo, we got vampires in the Bronx." And I just started laughing. It's so stupid. Um, <laughs> and then I watched He Never Died with Henry Rollins. Which I, I, I thought was good, but really slow. I did not like that, man. And I love Henry Rollins. That's yeah. So funny in Pisces. Yeah, it's, he's like really like serious about it. And what got me was like his daughter comes back and then she gets kidnapped. And they're like, if you don't come pick her up, she's going to die. And the mo- they already killed the mom at this point. And he's talking to one of like his friends. And, uh, she says, like, don't you have to go pick up your daughter? And he's like, no, I think she's with her, her mom at this point. And I started dying. I was like, man, that's hilarious. But yeah, I, th- I thought it was slow. It was a good premise. There's only so many scenes of Henry Rollins in a bingo hall I can watch. Oh, man, they were so funny. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> I fucking creeped me out. The fact he's it's Henry Rollins playing bingo, and he's so <laughs> fucking serious about it. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Boy, it was so funny. Because it's so deadpan. It's Henry Rollins, for fuck's sake. He's like punk poet, fucking hardcore singer, and all this activist. activist and all of this kind of shit. And there he is playing bingo. And That's him. Yeah, I, I, I found it fucking hysterical. Well, I watched a couple others I didn't really mention. Um, one of them was uh, Giallo uh, by Dario Argento. and Adrian Brody's in that, right? Uh, Adrian Brody's in it. And while he's pretty good, um, the other actors are terrible. And he has zero chemistry with the woman that's in the movie. And it's not really a Giallo film. It's more like a, a film noir. And it's only titled Giallo because of something that happens in the plot having to do with the color yellow and it's it's not good i mean it's not the worst of argento's newer movies <laughs> but sure it oh yeah like Dracula's definitely <laughs> the worst but comparing it to his older stuff you know it's it's still a letdown um another one that i watched was speaking of dracula uh old, old dracula from 1974 um Directed by Clive Donner, who also did What's New Pussycat, The Nude Bomb, and Terror Stalks, The Class Reunion, a made-for-TV movie. It stars David Niven as old Dracula, and I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, he's been in a million things for about 200 years. He's been a, he was an actor. Um, Dawn Patrol, Around the World in 80 Days. He played James Bond in the original Casino Royale, and uh, he was, but what I know him mostly from is the Pink Panther movies, because I watched all those when I was a kid. Um, it was so weird. It doesn't know whether it wants to be a black exploitation movie or like a straight up comedy. Apparently, they changed the name of this movie to Old Dracula because they used to do a double feature with Young Frankenstein. So they would do Young Frankenstein oh, and funny. Old Dracula. 
Um, and the movie's weird. It's the the funniest part of the plot is that he tries to bring Dracula tries to bring his wife back from the dead. It takes place in the 1970s when it was filmed. And he has a bunch of Playboy models over his mansion, and he's looking for this very specific blood type to bring his dead wife back to life. And he finds it, but he's not sure which girl has it. So he just tries whatever one of the bloods they think it is, and it's apparently the wrong blood. And his wife wakes up, but then she turns black. And she's like, oh. He's like, oh my god, you're black. <laughs> and she's like, so? Is that a problem? And he's like, uh... No, of course that's not a problem. <laughs> that's great. It was just really funny and awkward. Um, and the rest of the movie is kind of goofy. It's like just various antics, sort of fish out of water. Oh, it's Dracula, but he has to go to 1970s. I forget where he is, London or something. I don't know. And um, it's it's not that great, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, there was some cute stuff in it, but definitely not on par with Young Frankenstein. I feel like if I went to that double feature... Uh, hopefully, if Young Frankenstein wasn't the second movie, you should have left after the first one. Uh, I also watched Bloodstalkers. I watched this last night. This is 1976, um, directed by Robert Morgan. And it's um, an interesting movie because it's sort of old in terms of like uh, horror movies in the U.S. Like This is like, when you, when you think about like the 1970s, 76, you're like right around that Texas Chainsaw Massacre timeline. And this is, you know, for being so early in that, it's pretty gory and intense, but it's also really, there's some, there's some negatives to it. Like it's not shot very well. And there's some scenes that are really dark and it was made on a shoestring budget. And most of the actors are just like local townspeople that they could get to show up essentially. Um, I don't know. It was okay. I I, I wouldn't seek it out if, uh, if you're not looking for just kind of. I guess the more the historical part of it is a little more interesting to me for being like sort of a uh, gory horror movie that's, you know, back in 76 is kind of the uh, only interesting part about it that I found. But yeah, I don't know. I, there's probably some others that I watched for the first time, but I don't feel like going back through looking at all the movies. So I'm just going to end it there. Hey, cool. So yeah, fellas, let's uh, let's wrap this up because I gave Elisa a task. Um, <laughs> usually, I cook on Tuesdays when we're recording this, and I told her, I "said Oh, listen, I got to do the podcast." And she said, "Okay, we'll just get all the stuff set up and I'll cook." And then she made the mistake of saying, "Just set it up like it was something like in Chopped or uh, or <laughs> or one of those other shows where you put the ingredients out and I have to make something." Oh God. So, I had like chicken defrosted. I had like polenta. And I put out like a bottle of brandy, a tube of cupcake icing, and like just like all the random shit I could find in the cabinet. That's all still sitting there. Yes, I literally have no idea what I'm walking into. It's I'm hoping it's gonna be amazing. My pizza place is closed now. Oh, my like Corona closed or no, they closed at eight and it's too late to put in an order. Oh, uh, fucking Tuesdays. <laughs> I know. God damn it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually about ready to go to bed. All right, Shane. Yeah, we kept you up forever today. Yeah, you did. You fuckers. <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, uh, hit us up on all you need is blood pod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. 
And if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Instagram at Ryan. Oh, no, no, that's not Instagram. That's Twitter. At Twitter at, at Ryan Tudelo. Instagram, all you need, Ryan. And I'm also on the UHM Fans Facebook group and the upcoming HorrorMovies.com message board. And we'll be wrapping up the 31 Days of Horror. Hopefully this will be out before Halloween Day. We'll see. <laughs> so, uh, that's it for me. I do the uh, Instagram. All you need is blood podcast. My personal Instagram is at or uh, yeah, Whittemore with a, a zero instead of an O. I am on the forum, which everyone should go and join, and on the Facebook group as well. Shane, um, I am on. Uh, I am on. Um, Instagram, RoboGinge74, Twitter, Dead Cell Society, um, the All You Need Is Blood podcast group um, on Facebook, and that's about it. Do you want to wake Adam up? or? Uh... I'm here. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> He's here. I need to if you want, but I haven't yeah. really said much. He hasn't really said much, but yeah, go on. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Adam, and uh, thanks to you guys for coming on, and thanks for everybody for listening and subscribing and doing everything you're supposed to do. Because if you're not doing it, I'll know. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> is that is that good or is that bad? Should I cut that out? Nah, you? leave it in. Let them okay. wonder. All right. Perfect. I'm definitely not outside your window looking in, wearing no pants. <sighs> I got buzzed off two beers, so I really don't care if you threaten anybody, Ryan. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll just say bye for now. Bye. Night is. Oh, my God. I wonder what she did with the icing. She probably squeezed it in the center of the chicken before she cooked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ate it. <laughs> I'd fucking decimate that shit. So I have to get. Uh, I have this other place by me. It's called Nona's, and they've they've got large slices of pizza. So and they're open for like twenty four hours. I may have to go there. Pizza's a good call. Oh, 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 oh. you got me! You got me! You got me farting on on Mike. Haha! <laughs> First time caught it. <laughs> All right, Shane, you can go to bed. Thank you. <laughs> As long as you heard the fart, that's all that matters. Did you? Heard, yeah. Did you catch that? I heard the fart, but you, it's just like it's kind of like I'm in a methane prison at the moment because I'm I'm fine. Adam's letting me. <laughs> so it's, um, just fucking, it's carnage. <laughs> a methane prison. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you said Yeah. Thanks for that. Hash- Hashtag methane prison. That's I'm putting that on this episode. Yeah, absolutely.